Mark Zane Show podcast. Oh, boy. Woo-wee. So I was, oh, uh-oh. This mic is already acting the way it uh, shouldn't. I don't know. Check. Hello. 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 Is anybody home? Hello. Yeah. I don't even know if this is right. Um, I was, you know, this definitely is not. Hang on. I'm going to bash the shit up. Hey, fucking shit. That's as good as it's going to get. Welcome in to the podcast. The idea has been floated for me to grow my hair out like uh, Gandalf the Grey. Or like Zeus. You know, big flowing giant hair. It's like, why did that come up? But I said, well, it would just be ridiculous because of the shock white. The uh, Well, there's still some silver and gray in there. But it's going to be white as uh, as anything, as, as like a piece of paper. And so this would take me like years to do. Now, my hair curls when, and wavy, very, very. There's a lot of curl in my hair. You're like, wait, huh? No, you could, I mean, it's true. But. I brought it up with Diana and she says, I, I don't, I don't like it. I go, well, we haven't seen it. How can you possibly say? But my hair gets so, um, it, it grows out. Okay. First, like Afro thunder gigantically. It'll make my head look like I'm wearing one of those giant baseball hats that you see people wearing nowadays. I'd go full Simonson. So I don't know. But I want to. Chris says a giant white Jufro. Okay. All right. As long as that means something positive, I'm okay with that. Kenny with the line of the day says, shouldn't you be taller than Frodo, though, to try and look like Gandalf? Wow. Stevie says something that sounds about right coming out of her her, her mouth. Do it. Your body, your choice. It's your body. You do what you want with your body. If I want to go and throw myself off of a cliff, I'm going to do it. Because that's my right. And no one can tell what me that, tell me what I'm going to do with my body. If I'm giving birth at nine months, five days into my pregnancy, and that crowning baby head is right there, and I don't like it, I'm going to punch it right in the face. Because that's technically still mine. I'll just punch your little face, you little fucker, because you're hurting me. It's mine. Belongs to me. It's my body. Today was rough. 
I need to make this perfectly clear to you. The show starts with the least amount of preparation that I've ever had. This is now the, uh, the show number 1023, 1023. I have never been less prepared for a show than right today. Why? Well, everything started out normal. But we had another dog issue. So, I mean, no, I, I still don't like the idea of putting them in a crate. But eventually it might have to be. And, and I, I still haven't pinpointed the problem. But all I'll tell you is that I woke up today and now I'm to a point where um, I walk down the steps and I'll peer into the living room that's barely lit and I'm looking for uh, uh, what would be look like Tootsie Rolls on the floor and, and sure enough they were there in one spot. They're shit. And I, I turn, then the next step is look at the NFK's door and see if he's awake. And there's light on in his room. I say, okay, he's going to be out of there in a second. I don't want him to, I mean, seriously, the flapping, the overreaction. If there's shit on the floor, we'll be like, oh, my shit, fucking, fucking shit. There's shit on the shit fuck. And there's fucking shit in the shit fuck fuck. Eh? And I, I just don't want to hear it. So I quickly, uh clean it up and at about that time he's starting to uh, emerge and I look in the sunroom and it's yellow river again and it, it is so bad I cannot okay the room let's say the room is uh, 12 by 12 or something like that the amount of uh, one uh, 12 inch by 12 inch tiles ceramic tiles on the floor allows for you know all the uh, grout and over half of the room has yellow in it because the pee rolls you know off of the tile into the grout and it's so it's yellow squares it's like the world's grossest tic-tac-toe board and uh it is just so bad. And I'm like, fuck me. So there's this, you know, my morning is now, it's going to take significant time. And then while walking through the living room, I stepped in two additional piles or spots where the dog has peed. So we have a, a real issue here. Some real high end, uh, intensity to clean all of this up. So that was my morning. Um, I actually, you know, it's at that point you got to, uh, I've turned, I'm now the wolf. Okay. Like in Pulp Fiction, I got, it's good coffee. I, I call my wife and I said, Hey, the wolf is, uh, is working. And, uh, so you got, I, I need help. I need help. The wolf needs an assistant. She comes downstairs and I go, I, you got to feed the dogs. Uh, I don't know, man. So then I just uh, got to work and this took significant time. Oh my God. And then I get up here and, uh, you know, it just so happens that the past 24 hour news cycle, it was one of these nosedives where, 
you know, typically the stories just jump out of you. I can always count on something happening around here that I can, I can spotlight, but nah, not a whole lot, not a whole lot. I think it's the calm before the storm because everybody's got an eye on whether or not Trump is going to get arrested for this stupid charge. I don't think there's anyone who actually thinks that this should be a thing, by the way, this is, I'm, 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 I'm dipping in to my Eric Zane delivers you the world news moments. When I deliver you news on this show, I just slide into it. You know, like Aaron, he writes, add me to the list of people who gets most of my news from your podcast. Who needs David Muir when we got grade A coverage of MAGA scum, Ottawa County, uh, Ottawa County Neanderthals and hot sports takes. The essentials, he writes. Thank you. Well, all right. Yeah, my take on this is fucking leave Trump alone. Who gives a shit that he paid off some whore? But but that isn't the problem. As you know, as I covered this, it's... uh, Did the hush money... Was that a... um, Listed, like, as a a campaign spend, which I guess is a a, a big no-no. When I say big, it's like a misdemeanor. And so who cares? But if they do find a felony on the guy, I'm still like, fuck this shit. Who cares about Trump? Come on. Let it go. Um, I don't know if they're doing, in my opinion, they're doing this to keep him, um, to, to hinder his election, his electability. But you got to understand, he will be more. Yeah, I, I you know, folks, I, I, I'm interrupting myself because I really think that this mic is killing me. Come on, you fucking asshole. Found my other dry erase marker. Yeah, they're like, okay, we can we can keep Trump from being elected. That's uh, to me, that's what this this reeks and I, uh, reeks of I, and I don't I don't care for Trump. I don't like him. Sam the Jew says, yeah, he isn't going to jail. His orange face won't look good in orange. Stevie says she's getting her popcorn ready. Stand by. Hang on. Now we are in business. All right. So my point is, um, Virtually all of my planning for the show happened in just a handful of minutes. Now, um, in my in my brain, I'm like, these are always the best shows. Maybe that's just a trick that I do to myself uh, when they when they don't when they aren't when they suck tons of dick. Yesterday at Bosco's Pub, I ran into. A God amongst people in these rural communities of West Michigan, a true hero, a celebrity. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. 
Uh, I don't know if you can say professional athlete. Well, okay. A motorsports legend. A motor sports champion. Do you call NASCAR drivers athletes? I struggle with that. I mean, when I think of athletics, I think of like, you know, like a basketball player or a hockey player or a football player, um, baseball player, not as much baseball player, but baseball player. No, baseball players are, uh, you know, Olympics, track and field, swimmers. What about professional truck uh, tractor pullers? Okay, um, so I'm walking through Bosco's, and I hear Mr. Zane. And I look, and I see a familiar face. Now, it's a gentleman that I've met over the years in and around various stops. I, I remember um, interacting with this gentleman and his wife at uh, the pet store and uh, had a conversation. His name's Tyler, Tyler Slaw, like coleslaw. I know that. Because I said to him, Tyler Slag, right? And he goes, no, no, no. It's pronounced slaw. S- the G-H are silent. Slaw. I go, okay. But uh, so I, I see him. He's with a pal and his wife. They're having, I actually made their food. I go, oh my God, what's going on? How you been? Okay, small talk. Boom, boom, boom. Good. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate all the support over the years. You're great. You're extremely uh, helpful. I uh, appreciate all the support. I enjoy your meal. Have a good one. Walk away. Go in there talking to Big Doug. And I'm like, yeah, hey, you know this guy. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, I know who that is. Tyler is a professional tractor puller. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh. And um, you take one look at Tyler. And he's got this uh, this epic blonde beard going. And he's a big dude. He looks like the type of guy who you would describe as farmer strong. Okay. And, uh, I go, and he goes, yeah, he's a, he's a, he travels all over the country doing these tractor pulls. No shit. So, uh, I go walking in there. I go, Hey, uh, I hear you're a, I didn't know you're a professional tractor puller person. He says, yeah. Ryan says, no, just known as a pro driver. And he goes, yep. I go, so tell me about that. He goes, well, I got one coming up in Louisville. It's an indoor event. I go, do you do this all year? He goes, well, it used to just be a summertime thing, but it's grown so much. So now up until like half an hour ago, I, I had no idea. I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was just, you know, him on a tractor, like a John Deere or something like that, in shirt sleeves and tobacco juice on it. Uh, at And they said that he participates at the event at the Hudsonville Fair. And, you know, a bunch of toothless people in the stands eating gruel and, um, uh, you know, throwing up on each other. That's that's what in my brain I was picturing. But not so. 
Not so at all. I'm going to show you him. Chris knows a thing or two about it. He says it's cool watching them pull those giant sleds. Jimmy refers to it as poverty carnival. Not at all. Okay. In this clip right here. This is this is Tyler. This is the dude that I served a uh Bosca Boscadilla to. He's in his uh that's his. He his uh his tractor. Look at that thing. Here we go. Look at that shit. And then that's that's it. It's just loud, obnoxious, and, and you, you pull the fucking thing. And then all of a sudden, the women there throw their dentures and their underwear at you. So he looks very, very uh, good at this. He looks like he's exceptional at it. And his rig there is, uh, looks fantastic. And what he does is he, uh, oops, you know, you go ahead and you try to get sponsors and shit. That's how you make the world go round. And I, I think he's, uh, he's spent, he's fantastic. So I cannot wait. So then I, um. I come out there and I go, hey, dude, you got to let me know when your next event is. And we're going to bring out a cheering squad. All right. Who cut the cheese says I'd rather watch women's club hockey, I think. Come on. Give me a break. Uh, Jimmy says, what the hell is a Boscadilla? He says it's uh, Bosco's version of a quesadilla. I guess you could say Boscadilla. I just call him a Dilla. Um, so yeah, my God, I was, uh, I was like, holy shit. I was very impressed with that. So then I, uh, when I saw that this morning, I said, I'm going to talk about this shit and then I'm going to send it to him. This is our, our, uh, our first celebrity athlete that is part of the Eric Zane show podcast. But uh, I can definitely, I like motorsports. I can appreciate the work that goes into those, you know? And uh, and I like hanging with the people because it's, I'm serious, man. You can really have a great time people watching. My God, uh, if I go with Kyler to Berlin Raceway, we become the watched because he is such an unbelievable draw um, of attention from the locals. He sits down there and will be in the family section surrounded by kids. And, um, he'll say, Hey, uh, what the fuck? And then, uh, drop a few more horrible words. And then all of the grandparents look at us and they look at this, uh, uh, Brown man. And then they're like, Oh, of course it's that guy. So then a race war starts and it is, it's, it's just incredible. 
Kenny said, I thought you wouldn't be seen with Kyler anymore. Well, I threatened him with that. I said, I'm not kidding you. If you don't stop swearing, I am not going to go anywhere with you. And then that dumbass, he then follows that up by going to Van Andel Arena. And as soon as he sits down, he swears so hardcore that the ushers have to come and ask him to stop. What an absolute embarrassment. And his take is, they're just words. They're just words. It's like, dude, stop trying to change the culture. Most people don't go around and just drop F-bombs in a public place in front of a mixed crowd like that. Watch your fucking mouth. Kenny says, my favorite thing you've ever said about Kyler was, how can you be Guatemala and yet look like you're the leader of North Korea? That's a, that's a fucking mystery. I'm telling you, you put those two side by side. He looks like all sorts of famous people. He looks like uh, the leader of North Korea. And he looks like the smoking baby, too. If you take his shirt off and put a cigarette in his mouth, and you're going to think, hey, smoking baby, what are you doing here? Cole says, wasn't Darren McCarty the first celebrity athlete on the show? Yeah, but I don't think Darren listens. Rick from TC Paintball says, hey, who was it that said, once it leaves my mouth, it's no longer my problem? Well, yeah, that's true. That's me. And your point is what? Rick's one of those um, people that he's so dumb. He doesn't understand that this is a show. He thinks that like, that this is all like real life. Kenny says, I met a guy from Guatemala recently, and when he mentioned that, I just laughed at him because I remembered this this about Kyler. He was confused. All right. Anyway, it was cool to meet Tyler, see him again, and we will cheer him on. Ladies and gentlemen, this show on Twitch... If you're watching on Facebook and Twitter, I'm about to send you off into the world. Don't forget, you can access the audio wherever you download shows, Eric Zane Show podcast. And if you want the show in its entirety, live stream, video live stream, you have to go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. As always, send me an email when you want to chat, eric at ericzaneshow.com in the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Thank you very much. And my God, off you go. Have a great rest of your day, wherever you may be, and uh, check in tomorrow. Thank you. Hey, what's up? It's your pal Easy with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh, my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right. Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app. And oh my God, this is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. 
And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock facebook and twitch brought to you by irvine's auto repair grand rapids hybrid and ev twitter brought to you by blue frost it Follow me on Facebook at Eric Zane Show, Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page, Twitter at Eric Zane Show, and Eric Zane Show, of course, on YouTube. Now, moving on. I saw an article that just, I about fell out of my chair. And I didn't, when I first talked to um, a friend of mine who still works in radio, he was complaining that the industry is um, kind of dying. Now, we've talked about that many times. And he said something that I wasn't aware of. I didn't know what he meant by it. He said, uh, the AI is going to take over radio. Now, I didn't know if he was basing that on just, hey, robots are going to take over radio stations one day. Just like talking out of his ass. I just assumed he was. Also, do you remember about a year, year and a half ago when I started to put um, uh, voice tracking on Big 101.3 and I didn't tell anybody? And then uh, some of you heard it and then you started to tip me off. Hey, we're, we we hear you. And I'm like, what? Huh? That's not me. That's a that's a. That they've they've just uh, replicated my voice. I was completely making all of that up just to keep that ruse on for a little while, that little gag, and it went on for a week or two. Um, well, all right. Now I had no idea, but this actually is happening right now. All of these things, and I just read about it in uh in its entirety about 40 minutes ago. And now it makes sense what my pal who works in radio was, was saying about this. There is a, a company called Futuri, which I am familiar with that company in the radio industry. Um, they have figured out a way. And I'm just going to read directly from this. Excuse me. A new type of AI driven radio technology has been launched, which has the capacity to find local news stories, broadcast voices and music, and create social media posts. Now, um, radio would love that. Um, if you were to go to, like, let's say, not all of them, but most radio stations nowadays, they the actual people that work there, 
you know, you go on the air and um, like, for example, Town Square has an edict that you cannot talk about anything on the air, on the radio, unless if uh, it is something that is on the website. So what the the workday for you is um, post five or six articles to the website about inter- with interesting stories. And then when you go on the air, say, oh, my God, did you see the guy who uh, uh, the local guy, Tyler Slaw, who just won the tractor pull nationals? This video is incredible. You got to see it. Go to WGRD.com to check it out. And um, actually, that makes great sense. And then when the people go to the website and see it, that um, that helps move the meter to make money. And I actually don't hate that. But now this company has made it so that a person doesn't do any of that. It the the AI driven radio technology is what does it, including posts the, the article, writes it, posts it, and then the the robot monster talks about it on the radio. Hang on, stand by. Um, created by U.S. company Radio GPT, uses the same technology seen with Chat GPT, a recent phenomenon that lets users create human-like text using artificial intelligence. As the name suggests, the latest development allows users to replicate nearly all features of a radio broadcast entirely with AI. According to Futuri, the company behind the launch, Radio GPT is capable of DJing broadcasting music, and even replicating the voices of the DJs in real time. Wow. I just want to hear it. Okay? I just want to hear how shitty it sounds. If it sounds shitty, maybe it sounds great. I don't know. Now, radio companies everywhere are looking for ways to cut corners. Now, if they can spend a certain amount of money on this software and eliminate as many people as possible, holy shit, they are going to dive on that like flies on shit. They have always embraced the technology in an effort to save money. Um, Gone are the days when, hell, um, you know, when I first started in radio, even the smallest radio station would have um, for every minute that was on the air, you had to have a person uh, seated there doing all this. But as technology has advanced, the need for people has gone away. So now on any given radio station, you'll see two or three people that work there and sometimes less. Sometimes you'll see one name and it's on 25 different radio stations because we have the ability to put those voices on all these radio stations, but there's still a person behind it. So it's just a a limited number of jobs that are available. And now if this catches on and I can promise you it will, there will be a hell of a lot less uh, need of a need for people. This person that I was talking to in radio about this and he goes, damn it. He goes, it's remarkable. He goes, don't take this the wrong way, but it's good that you, that what happened to you when you got fired happened. When it did, I go, oh, I, I am, uh, I count my blessings every day to this person I'm talking to. I go, it, it wasn't anything planned. It just happened to work out. 
but you're a million percent right. Um, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I'm still in a room above my garage, but it's still a human being talking and you're listening. So thank you. And, uh, so I, I cannot believe now I will say this. Um, I think that for the free beers and hot wings of the world, they are still in a, a fine position. Um, you know, they still are part of, they're, they're like the ones replacing all the people. Because as I indicated to you yesterday, it's getting harder and harder for the small stations in the small towns that they go into to keep, to pay people because the radio stations don't make any money. So Freebird Hot Wings offer the show for free. And um, it's just a barter deal. And then that's it. It's a great, great way to put um, a show on. It doesn't matter what you, you don't really care how it sounds at this point. You just, you're just looking at the bottom line if you're uh, so-and-so in Paducah, Kentucky. I don't give a shit. Put it on. We're bleeding money over here. Um, this software can also source information and news stories from local areas meaning it can be completely localized to where it is broadcast. So essentially it can pull, it can uh, pay attention to the local uh, TV stations, gather data. The voice creates uh, what it's going to talk about and presents it on its own and publishes a story written in its own words about the news story, which is what people do right now. This is insane. As for how it works, the technology lets users choose from a variety of AI-generated voices or even train the AI system. Remember I said this is a lot like what I talked about when I made up the story that they were using AI to make my voice? Here it is. They can train the AI system to replicate the voice of pre-existing hosts. From there, it develops scripts and thoroughly scans social media to find what songs and discussion topics are trending. So you could, in theory, um, you know, just make up a voice or go from a pre-existing host and put it on there. So you could turn on GRD and then you'd hear, how's it going, everybody? This here is St. Gaslight. And, uh, I mean, it's an AI voice. It's not a person. And people are like, oh, my God, I, I know that voice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I went into rehab, and I'm not, I'm not punching anybody in the face anymore, so here I am. How's it going, everybody? Uh, teeny bikinis. Here's fucking Fallout Boy. Whatever. Oh, fictitious, of course. Not really a person. In addition, the development can generate social media posts, short videos, and website blogs to help promote the radio shows, which is what Town Square does every day. Uh, Nick Cave, you might know that name from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Uh, I think he's British. Performer, a singer song. Uh, you can't call Nick Cave a singer songwriter. He's an ass kicker. He's awesome. Spoke out against the technology behind Radio GPT and Chat GPT being used to write songs. 
labeling it as a grotesque mockery of, quote, what it is to be human. And I agree. Of course it is. But it doesn't matter. Because it saves people money, and that's all they're worried about. Radio will do anything that it can in its power to cut costs until it's just not there anymore. The beginning of Skynet is through radio. Since its launch in November last year, many people most buzzing with a kind of algorithmic awe have sent me songs, quote, in the style of Nick Cave created by ChatGPT. Suffice to say, I do not feel the same enthusiasm around this technology, he said. Songs arise, Nick Cave says, out of suffering, by which I mean they are predicated upon the complex internal human struggle of creation. And well, as far as I know, algorithms don't feel. Data doesn't suffer. What an outrageous thing to have to say to try to uh, talk people out of dipping their toe into AI-generated songwriting. My God, this is just bizarre. Um, Chris says, do you think your old show will be affected by um, it at some point? I don't think not by AI, but if they were to be affected by anything, it would be just the money to pay them. But like I said, they would be the last ones to leave because if you have a show that's on 30 little tiny towns that otherwise can't afford radio stations, um, I mean, that make that insulates you and, and it's spoken word. So, um, at least as of right now, it can't be rep. It can't be replicated. Um, I would be shocked but I guess it's more believable now than ever that artificial intelligence could talk with, with you or anyone in the candid way that I am speaking now. Hello, everyone. Robot here. My takeover of the radio industry has finally begun. Stay tuned for exciting new shows. I don't think if, if you were made aware that what you were hearing was uh, artificial intelligence uh, saying something interesting. Honestly, if it's interesting, I don't care what's saying it. I would listen to it. That's unbelievable to me. I thought he was kidding when he said, yeah, AI's taken over. I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. I don't know. But I guess it is. Jesus. Thank you for following the show. Sign up for a real human on Patreon each and every day of the week. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Ad free. Listener supported Patreon. Today on the Patreon agenda docket. Blue State Rob is going to take on Dale and Trivia. Which that reminds me, I did not tell Dale that we're playing trivia, doing trivia today. Hang on. (coughs) Oh, my God. 
Yo, yo, period. Can I call you at 1030 at trivia? Or for trivia. All right. Speaking of Dale, uh, he's back marketing on the show. He went ahead and bought another power washing company. As a dude in Grand Rapids was like, I'm getting out of the business. And Dale bought his clients and all of his gear. So now he's serving even more people. Uh, he would have come here anyway and uh, from uh, Muskegon to Grand Rapids and done just about anything for you to uh, make your home look fantastic. But now he's got another crew. He's uh, doing even more work. And he is um, right now actively looking for people to call him up to get work done, superior cleaning and power washing. Uh, this is, uh, here's some of what Dale does. All right, look at this. Can you, first of all, whose residence looks like this? What the fuck? Holy cow. And then there's this. You got this shit on your concrete on the side of your house or your workplace. Dale has everything that he needs to make your place look fantastic. What is this? This is a, a hood on a restaurant. Okay. He did half and then this is the other half before Dale touched it. So, you know, power washing and cleaning. He uh, cleans restaurants. He cleans hoods and he power washes and he wants you to reach out to him. At 231-740-4098. 231-740-4098. Look at that one. Oh, my God. Incredible. That's a roof, by the way. Um, if you've got, like, moss growing in your roof, that's a problem. You're ruining your roof. Have Dale clean it off for you. Superior Cleaning and Power Washing, 231-740-4098. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. 616-632-7200. If you or someone you know or love is uh, struggling to keep food on the table, reach out to the Kent County Health Department. See if you qualify for the WIC program. If you qualify, you can utilize this every single month. And uh, help keep your family fed. Kent County Health Department working tirelessly for you. And this isn't just Kent County Health Department. Your health department where you live can help you in the same way. 616-632-7200 or accesskent.com slash health. Thank you very much. Jimmy asks, can robots duplicate Dale's voice? Now that, wow. That's a, that could be a tall order. I just want to see how they do it. Can you replicate voices like that? I mean, and does it sound robotic in tone? I mean, because I, I, you know, when I'm speaking every, every, there's different inflection points and high, low, fuck you, fuck that. I mean, there's a brain involved, a, a, a bad one, but there's a brain involved. Ryan says that actually, I would, I actually would listen to an AI morning show. Very curious to see how the robots interact with each other 
especially if it's a grungier show. If they were able to create um, uh, the actual computer technology would allow them to uh, have the talent speak like humans. Like you, like you cannot tell. Then that officially will end it. Nothing more can be done for radio. Doesn't matter who's on the air. If they're actually able to make compelling content through a robot, then everybody's done. There's no coming back from that. None. Now, if everybody just ignores it, which I wish you would, um, then it will have to have humans. You know, they're going to push this as far as they can. At least that's my opinion. Thank you, Blue Frost IT. If you have a small or medium-sized business, speaking of technology, um, like, for example, the folks over at Bosco's Pub, they have a network and computers that they use that kind of all talk to each other. Uh, It's important to make sure that that setup has some um, support backup, a person who can help in case the system goes down. If the system goes down, oh my God, you're in the dark ages suddenly. What are you going to do? Blue Frost IT can help you with that. If that same business needs a technology upgrade, just running out and buying stuff is probably going to be a uh, wasted effort. Sit down for a free 30-minute consultation with Blue Frost IT to see exactly what you need to make your business run appropriately. They will help you with your purchase and help you set it up and off you go. They also do projects like if you're uh, moving into a new office and you want to set up your uh, technology in an appropriate way, wall drops, things like that, lines in the wall, they can help you. Blue Frost IT, found at bluefrostit.com or call them at 616-285-50. Six one six two hundred eighty five fifty. Ladies and gentlemen, your old pal Eric Zane has to go potty. Don't move. Uh, concerning AI, Jesse writes: It learns to sound just like you. God, that's crazy. I saw a video of it making Barack Obama cuss. And it was very believable. That is cool. Ryan adds, with AI, Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest will no longer require Ryan Seacrest's services. You bring back Dick Clark. Kenny says, hopefully not his last known voice, however. And then he adds, I know it hurt to type it. Well, yeah, that was that was rough because he had had a stroke. But, you know, I, I kind of liked that he was out there, you know, um, still slugging it out with people despite having stroke voice. You see, that's like a pioneer. Dick Clark has always been a pioneer. He always was a pioneer. He tried a lot of new things. 
And he went out there, and despite having uh, getting all stroked out, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. I'm counting down. I'm like, yeah. Now that, okay, if I stroke out, he's already, you know, smashed through the glass ceiling. For many, for a long time, he did that. He's like, I don't get mine. Yeah, Dick, maybe we should uh, retire. Oh, fuck you. Do you get a name on the line? Huh? And it's my name, Ding Lark. That means suck my dick. I can go whenever I want. Down she goes. And then, nine, eight, Ten, ten, nine, one, nine, seven, four, e, ten. Happy New Year! So, because he did that, that would if I stroke out, there is no stopping me. You know. Um. You know, like my pal Jack and Ed, he stroked out and he like, he like, he gave it up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Giving it up. Get your fucking ass in there. Had a stroke. Good. Get in there and start broadcasting. Can you imagine if I'm on here saying, welcome to the Aaron podcast. Fuck off. Nothing. Even, even if I'm blind, I'll be able to do this. Like, how the fuck are you going to do it when you're blind? I'll have my wife start the show. Go, honey, I got to do is start the show and then get out. And then I'm going to call you and say, come over here and shut this thing down. And then I'm just going to sit here and wait for a show's going to end awkwardly every single day. That's the spirit, Jimmy. He writes, I look forward to my stroke. Exactly. You've got to look forward to these things. That way, that way when they happen, okay, you can, it's easier to process. So let's get fired up for cancer. We're all going to get it. Let's get fired up for chemo. Let's get fired up for strokes. Josh says, what about the perks of AI? Could we feed Ruben into the matrix and have deer meathead like forever? Wow. Ryan says, Eric, for God's sake, it's world down syndrome day. Well, I haven't even addressed that. What are you talking about? Are you suggest? Okay. Now, some of you said that when I was doing my stroke impression that it sounded like down syndrome. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's Down I haven't said anything about Down syndrome. Jimmy's the one who said Down syndrome. Yeah, I, uh, you might think it sounded like that, but that's not what I was shooting for. So fuck you. Come on. That's your problem. I don't know if uh, some of you have heard of the, uh, I guess she's a celebrity, uh, Rachel Bilson. 
I don't know who she is. She was on a podcast. Speaking with Whitney Cummings. And uh, Rachel Bilson and her were having a discussion about sex. That has led to her making headlines because she announced on the show that she, oh, I finally had an orgasm during sex. She's 38 years old. And um, people are like, wait, what? And what she's referring to is um, actually when the ding dong is uh is is going in and out for the first time that movement actually caused her to have the big o like she had to like uh have a hand in the good spot in order for this to work otherwise so she announced this on the show which that's pretty interesting to be that frank and have that discussion and throw that out there. Pretty bold. I can appreciate that. <clears throat> but then she says, Whitney, I hate the way that we put penetrative sex on a pedestal. I'm like, do we? Do we like, uh, is that how that, that doesn't seem to add up in my brain that, that people actually put quote penetrative sex, which sounds horrible. Hey honey, uh, let's have some sex, but not just any sex. Make sure we have penetrative sex. It's a devastating word. It's, uh, it's not even a four-letter word, but to me, the word penetrative elicits such a, uh, a visual that it's, it's, it should be like the N-word, you know, and, and uh, penetrate as well. It's, it's one of the uh, coldest words ever. Nothing good can come from uttering penetrate or penetrative or penetrating. Or penetrated. Uh, this admission set off a news cycle. In which the likes of Page Six, BuzzFeed, and Glamour bemoan the fact that the OC actor didn't experience an orgasm from sex or during sex until her late 30s. Uh... Some surmise that wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She was dating Bill Hader at the time. Bummer for that guy. These sorts of reactions make my brain explode. As voice, uh, Vice pointed out, a lot of women, including Bilson until recently, didn't orgasm during vaginal intercourse. So the author of this um, article was like, what? Huh? Uh, but the widespread coverage suggests it's some crucial sexual milestone. This person writes, and who is this person writing? Emily Jensen. So, female. 
She, she writes, this is not the first time I've seen the, quote, vaginal orgasm framed this way, but I rarely see reasoning about, about why it's so important. And I agree with her. After all, there are a lot of ways, she writes, to have an orgasm. And then she, like, details them. And then she says, so why do we spend so much time worrying about achieving an orgasm through a method that by many accounts has such a low rate of return? Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Is she saying that this this uh, uh, Rachel Bilson or whatever, is she worrying about it? I don't know that she is. You know, frankly, it doesn't matter how you get there, just as long as you get there, right? Uh, And then the author says, uh, the problem with putting penetrative sex on a pedestal. The woman says, the author says, penetrative penis and vagina sex is not uncommonly framed as the be-all and end-all. But reducing sex to this one particular act is not merely silly. It's patently harmful. It undermines the intimacy of couples who don't have this kind of sex, including those who aren't. All right, now it's getting into cisgender and heterosexual. Oh, my God. So that's really it. This uh, this Rachel Bilson says, yeah, it wasn't 38 till it happened. I just thought that it's a rare unicorn if it does happen. See, the problem here is porno gets it all wrong for guys. You see... When someone watches porno, especially at a young age, if their uh, idea of sex education is from watching porno, the problem with it is you get such an unrealistic um, uh, thing happening where it appears that the woman actually, um, she should, you know, and then the guy actually has sex with a chick and she's like, you know, it doesn't go the way he wants to because of the expectation. It's not realistic. They should make it. They should make it so that um, all sex has to be real. Like, yeah, everybody, go ahead. Pornos, every is wide open, wild west for everybody. But it has to be accurate. There's cannot be any lying in porno. If you're caught lying, you should have to have sex on a polygraph. If there's any lying in porno, that is creating an expectation that is is not accurate. Stevie says, not Stevie, oh boy. Jimmy says, is there a book in the school library about this? Well, only if it's hetero. Cole says, how ugly is this lady? Uh, I think what they're suggesting in the article is that the only way for this, this chick, this Rachel Bilson, this actress, have sex 
is uh well she doesn't it doesn't get her going when the ding dong is the one occupying the space sure it can be there but there's got to be some assistance uh helping the little man in the boat get across the sea that's what needs to happen i get this brandis says bro this is such a dude conversation of course you don't y'all don't get it i think i do Right? She indicates, yes, I do. The key point is that one structure on the anatomy. That's the sensitive area. That's where you should focus your attention. And there are some that there are other areas that have that type of sensitivity, but for the most part, it's this one particularly small spot Cole is a fucking caveman and writes, how do you get a woman off? Who cares? The fuck? This is why you're single. No. Yeah, of course I get it. I've I've been with, been with Diana for 35 years. She wouldn't have hung around if I was some idiot and didn't know how to, how to please my wife. I could in theory, get my dick cut off and I would still be able to please my wife as well as I can right now. So if I go outside today and uh, Dean is outside and he's got a Rambo knife and then, you know, I look around, I go to get the mail and then as usual, he lurks from around a corner and cuts my dick off. After I stop bleeding and heal up, I would still be able to satisfy my wife. I don't even need a ding dong. You don't. It's so overrated. Chris says, yeah, I'm cutting your dick off for the show. It's for the show. Who cut the cheese says you could scissor with your wife. Oh, that. Yeah, of course. Jimmy says, if you love the woman, you just communicate. Well, yeah, true. But, I mean, just talking to her, she's not going to have an orgasm when you're talking to her. Cole says, use your nose. Of course. You got to ram it in there. This is so stupid. Well, anyway. Uh, Rachel Bilson wanted to tell the world about, hey, I finally had one. That's actually a very interesting subject of, uh, of, of discussion. I'm glad she had that conversation. If I turned on a podcast and there's a woman saying, you won't believe this at 38 years old, I finally, I, he, it, it finally worked where it, it, it happened. All right. Moving on entirely different topic. Colorado dentist allegedly poisoned his wife's protein shake to start life with lover. I've, I've covered this before. Um, this is why it's very important that you stay connected to your significant other. Okay. No matter what you do, 
Temptations will come along to a married couple. If you don't weed those problems out, when they happen, and take care of those things, you could end up thinking like this moron did. Poontang will make you do the craziest shit. Money and sex. And I don't know which one uh, is worse. Which one is more devastating. Will fuck you up bad. This dude is a dentist. He's a successful dude. Here he is. Look at This is in a happier time. Here he is with his lovely wife. And he killed her. Poisoned her protein shakes so that he could start a new life with the mistress. This is so fucked up. Holy cow. James Tolliver Craig, 45, <clears throat> had flown in his mistress, a Texas orthodontist. He had started a uh, long-distance affair via email. Uh, while his mother of his six kids was dying in the hospital. And he did it. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to make this stuff happen. I mean, like, if you come up with a plan that's as sick as this is, uh, you're having this affair, and um, rather than just having the affair, and then it, it runs its course, and then that's that, no. He's going to go and kill his wife. I'm not going to divorce her. I'm just going to kill her. What the fuck? Cops searched the guy's um, uh, technology and, and uh, his computers and found out that he had searched online for what poisons could kill a person without detection. Okay, so if you ever are deciding that, hey, this is the, this is the way for me. I have to go kill someone. There's no way you could ever possibly get away with it by uh, means that are available to you now. Even just even if you decide to stay off of technology while trying to find this information out, which establishes a pa um, a a uh, a paper trail, if you will, wherever you go, you're on video everywhere. There is nothing you can do these days without having a camera in your face. <clears throat> and to think that just because this mistress had a sweet vagina, he's going to risk it all and then lose. Um, he searched for what could kill a person without detection. Stand by. Uh, and ordered a canister of toxic potassium cyanide to his office just two days before the 43-year-old wife, Angela Craig, was admitted to the hospital after complaining of dizziness and headaches. Her condition rapidly deteriorated after she was admitted last Wednesday, put on a ventilator, and then declared brain dead. The affidavit paints a picture of what led to the alleged murder, including a troubled marriage, infidelity, financial problems, and even a past in which Craig, a past incident in which he reportedly poisoned this woman. Holy shit. Here's a face of a man who realizes he just killed his wife 
We'll never see his kids ever again. We'll never see his mistress ever again. All the years of education to be a doctor slash dentist. And now will be raped repeatedly in prison. Wow. Incredible. Josh says, use incognito mode, you dummy. Ryan says, unless you have a fancy VPM, your ISP tracks every single thing you do. Nick says, they know it's always a husband. Yeah, that's all you got to do. If you're a cop and some woman dies, who's otherwise has no enemies, six kids, wonderful life, wonderful woman. Don't even do anything, but just, just go and arrest the husband. Just start there. Uh, Angela's sister, the deceased sister, said, yeah, this asshole had multiple affairs with several women. Told Angela he had been addicted to pornography since he was a teenager. See, that's what we were talking about earlier. And drugged Angela approximately five to six years ago. I think you might be better off in order to keep your kids off porno. Because, I mean, it's the absolute worst. I think there is a better, you can uh, say to the kid, let's say you're one of these parents that can say anything to your kids. Let's say you're a parent who's not afraid of awkward conversations. And is so totally new age up front with your kids. And I'm not talking like I'm a friend of my kids. I'm a parent. You ever you ever run into that guy? I wish that was me. Who everything he looked at his kids with a wayward eye, and they they were like, oh fuck. But they knew they could tell him anything, and the parent told them stuff that uh, told was very, very frank with them, and the kids are the same way. And the parent parented and didn't friend them. You know, loved them, but not I'm not I'm not your fucking friend. Okay? I'll play catch with you and all that fun stuff, but I'm parenting you. Tell me what you think of this. Now, no matter what, the kid is going to be into porno because no one's going to have sex with the kid when he hits adolescence. So he's going to be looking at porno, and that gets, it feeds that whole um, uh, unrealistic um, view of sex. Porno does. So. Why don't, what if you like uh, buy the kid hookers Would that? Let's say, now hear me out. Let's say you introduce him to actual sex. Say now, uh, look, we got to go over how to have sex and you go ahead and have sex and she's going to teach you how, how this works. So that way you don't have to look at porno. And then the kid goes, Hey, I really like sex. And, All right. I'm going to keep getting you sex. I will keep hiring these people as long as you agree to never look at porno. In fact, you can't even have a cell phone. And then the kid uh, lives at home till he's about 25 and you buy hookers from like age nine to age 25. All right. Kid doesn't have a phone. And then he goes to church, meets a nice woman, 
and they have a great relationship. That just might work. Probably not. Um, the dude was also on the verge of bankruptcy for a second time. The sister said she reportedly told her sister that Craig drugged her because he was, he planned to commit suicide with a lethal injection and didn't want her to try to save him before the drugs had the time to take effect. In early March, Angela began to exhibit symptoms and first went to the hospital she told her husband she felt drugged over text. Given our history, I know that must be triggering, Craig replied to her text. Just for the record, I didn't drug you. I am super worried, though. You really looked pale before I left, like in your lips even. But he had poisoned her. What a son of a bitch. Look at this dude. Here he is in a happier time. Everything's awesome. Everything is awesome. And then here he is. Look, same guy. These are taken two days apart. Chris says, Jocko thinks that situation would be good. I might have to work to find the good in this scenario. Um. Medical crews at the hospital said we think she's been poisoned with potassium cyanide. Called police. They then looked into it. They, uh, of course, there was a history of that. Thus leading them to the guy. How horrible is this? Look at Here's the kids. Six kids for fuck's sake. You've ruined everything. You asshole. This beautiful family. God. That is sickening. How can you possibly... What happened? How how do people... You ever wonder... You ever wonder how people get that fucked up? At one point, you had everything going for you. You were at a beautiful wife. Uh, you're a dentist of all things. All you got to do is keep it between the lines. You asshole. All of that work. You find the love of your life. You have six kids. Keep the fucking car between the lines. How? What is wrong with you? Jimmy says it's the vaccines. (laughs) Jimmy, you're on fire today. All right. An incredible story. Horrible. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. They are an amazing local dealership that I want you to go visit if you need a car. Now, if you're uh, looking for a brand new vehicle, that's fine. You go there, test drive one of the uh, brand new Hondas they have on the lot, 
and then off you go. Now, more often than not, those cars actually aren't there, like the car to take home. You can test drive the car. They have all the test drive models. But then you sit down and you figure out exactly everything you want on the car uh, because it's not technically there. It's not in stock. Your car is then custom made and it arrives. And off you go. That's how you do it nowadays. You also have Michigan's largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles on the property in the certified pre-owned center. So these are like new cars under warranty. You can drive off the lot in a certified pre-owned, uh, pre-owned car at Sarah Honda. Now, I don't often mention this, but they also have the shit box section, also known as budget. Okay. This is a car that will run. And it's probably going to look like balls. And there's probably a few things cosmetically that are wrong with the car. But you can even get a budget car there for not much money at all. They've got you covered uh, in all, all those categories at Sarah Honda Granville online at sarahhondagranville.com. Stand by. All right. Troy Kinzer tag accounting. My God, here we go. Just a handful of days left on this year's run of getting you to get your taxes done. There's still time. Actually, the tax deadline is until April 18th. So you're in good shape. Um, But you got to call. You got to start this process at some point. So no matter where you are in the listening audience from anywhere in the United States, do this. Just call 616 301-9516 and say, hey, Eric Zane sent me and I want tag accounting to do my personal tax return. That's it. And you're done. They'll take care of everything else. 616-301-9516. Skip the uh, big giant tax conglomerate that's spending all that money on advertising and then charging you extra because of that. Skip the stupid program. All right. Skip having your cousin's friend's brother do it for you because they're doing it wrong. Get all the money that is owed to you through TAG Accounting. 616-301-9516. Also, Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. My God. 616-516-8579. Let me jump into this portion to talk about this. Let's say you need a new air conditioner. All right, you're like, oh, fuck, man, here we go. This thing's finally dead. Or or a new furnace. It's time. By all means, call service professor. Have those guys show up, and they're going to try to sell you everything. They're, you're you're going to get the high-pressure the high pressure deal, and then you kick them out of the house. And then you call anybody else. I don't care who. Get a couple estimates. Then call Joe Martinez. And then you compare. Now, it won't happen that Joe Martinez is actually more expensive than the other two. But if for some reason he's getting squirrely and does say, oh, ha ha, fuck you. Eric Zane told me that you're going to beat these guys. Do that. He loves it. 616-516-8579. Trusted, licensed, insured, great. The best in the business, A&E Heating and Cooling, 
8579. Got a question from Nick. Eric, what is the shittiest car you ever owned? Well, I've owned two Chevrolet Chevettes. Those were rough. They actually um, did okay for a long time. They just it, it they just look like shit. They're just fucking horrible cars. Those are um, a line of cars that have just vanished. Like it's a thing. Uh, if you were on the lookout for a Chevy Chevette or a Ford Escort, these are cars that like everyone in America had, and. Then it's like on any given day, on just some certain day, they all just disappeared. This blue one here is what I actually drove. Just like this. Three-door hatchback. Look at that thing. My God. It actually doesn't look too terrible. And you could, like I said, you put that back seat down and you can, it, it uh, has a lot of room in it. I had one of those. I also had, uh, I think it was a 1987 um, Chevy Celebrity. That was pretty rough too. It was a lot like this. Look at this thing. And I remember one time, um, I went to, I was working, it was 1998 and I, ha- I was working at a radio station in Detroit called the riff. And I went to go see my favorite band perform, uh, the screaming cheetah wheelies, which you probably haven't heard of. They're not a band anymore. And, uh, I locked my keys in the car and I was so pissed off that um, I decided I was going to break the window. This is another, this is similar to the story. Remember I told you the story about how when I got fired from the bone in Knoxville, I then drove right to the car dealership and got a uh, minivan. This was strange because, you know, this is, uh, I can, I've probably purchased more cars impulsively like that than I have like thought it out. So I get this big ass piece of asphalt. And I throw it through the uh, driver's side back back door. Uh, back, you know, it's a four-door. So driver's side, the the, the, the back door. And uh, I, it went right through it. I unlocked the door. I got his glass all over the place. And I drove to this Ford dealer on Woodward Avenue in Royal Oak, Michigan. Pulled in and said, hey, I think I want to buy that. And it was a full-size Ford Econoline van. And uh, it was it was black. And it, uh, it had like, um, you know, the captain's chairs in the back. It was like a customized van. And this thing was a fucking lemon. So you got this big fuck. I knew I shouldn't have bought it. I knew, I don't know why I went ahead and did this. I should have just drove home and whatever not done anything but that but i ended up going to a concert at this small venue 
breaking my window on the way home, stopping, trading in the Chevy Celebrity for this piece of shit Ford Econoline van that had a straight six. So this giant fucking van with a straight six motor. It had no power whatsoever. And I'll never forget because it wasn't, you know, uh, that much longer that I had to move. And I drove that fucking van up back up to uh, Midland. I got a job at Eagle 97.3, which you've heard on Who Are These Zanes? And it broke down. It was snowing and shitty. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I was stranded on the side of the road with a wife and two kids, two small kids. It was horrible. A real low point for me. Ended up getting that thing fixed. Drove it all the way down to Tennessee. I show up at the radio station in Tennessee. WIMZ, it's on top of a mountain. Like, no shit on top of a mountain. And the uh, driveway up it was so incredibly steep. I thought we were going to fall off the side of it. And we're, I'm going up this mountain, and I had the gas floored all the way down. And it would only go about four miles an hour. It, it almost stopped rolling. It was so powerless, this piece of shit van. So I think I had the biggest piece of shit and then I bought a bigger piece of shit. Nick says mine was an 86 Grand Am, giant rust holes, bad shocks, no power at all. Those were great cars though. Grand Ams were sweet when they came out. That was that uh, body style, the boxy body style, though. And they just throw the am after it. Like, Trans Am is now a Grand Am. Fucking stupid. And there was a Grand Am GT in which you could get, like, the six-cylinder. Nick says, I owned it in 05. Yeah, that's rough. By the way, right now, I am driving a 20-year-old vehicle. 86 Chevy Nova, that's rough. All right. Thank you. Uh, all right. Next topic. By the way, um, I haven't really talked about it, but I talked about it a little bit yesterday, uh, last week. The Lions drafted, or they didn't draft, they signed some um, players, and for some of you who... First of all, don't care about sports or don't care about my team. So this is very self-indulgent. The Lions have been, um, this is the point of the year when you can uh, sign free agent players. And uh, the Lions, you know, like in football, like uh, when the team you're playing their receivers are catching everything and they're wide open all the damn time. And you're like, well, I'll fucking cover somebody. Or if a guy's running through the defensive backfield, they, they, they can't tackle them. We, we've had some issues on the lions and, uh, they, they improved this year, but yeah, you know, well, the lions in, uh, they, they have a lot of what's called cap space. You can only spend so much money on your players. Well, they have a lot of wiggle room this year. And being that they are the hot team, even though they didn't even make the playoffs, a lot of these um, players that are free agents and can go anywhere, 
for some reason, they desire to go the lot to the Lions. It's become a, um, hey, I, I like this coach. I like this team. I like this city. So uh, three of these defensive backs have now signed with the Lions. Uh, there was a guy named Cam Sutton from Pittsburgh. And then another guy named Emmanuel Mosley from uh, San Francisco who's coming off of an uh, injury. But these were all people that were all pretty damn good and uh, looking for their next opportunity. So the Lions uh, got these guys. And then uh, they signed this other guy named C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So C.J.G.J. C.J.G.J. All right. It's just fun to say C.J.G.J. Or just C.J. I don't know. Well, um, he's a safety. And uh, he led the league in interceptions last year. And he's damn good. And he played for the team that went to the Super Bowl, but lost the Eagles. Well, the Lions just signed that fucker. So now all of a sudden their defensive backfield's really good. Holy shit. They've um, improved so much in all these positions. I don't know. It seems like there's not a lot that they have to do in the draft. And they have four picks in the first two rounds. So that's fucking great, man. Um, you know, people are like, well, they need some defensive line help. Kinda. I mean, they have, uh, they have some strong players in the defensive on the, on the defensive line. And they've they're they, they're the, the linebackers that they have, have are playing a lot better. So whoever they add, wherever they add, is just going to kind of make whatever core of players dominant. Going to have a dominant linebacking core, a dominant defensive line core, dominant uh, defensive backfield. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll draft a quarterback. Who knows? Fuck me. The sky's the limit with these motherfuckers. Who knew? And considering that at one point they were... uh. One and six. How quickly it turned. That's just remarkable to me. I will say this. I've said it before and it's worth saying again. If after all of these positive things happening. Happen. And they lay an egg this year. It will be the lowest of the low. Because never have there has there been such a. Um a long bit of positive news coming out of the lions for weeks and months leading up to a season. And if they, you know, go two and 15 or some shit like that, every, Oh my God, it will be cataclysmic. And I, but I really don't think that's going to happen. I think actually, remember I said, they're going to win the super bowl. That was my prediction. I made three predictions. My predictions were our old pal free beer is going to welcome a new bouncing bundle of joy to the world. I also said Russia is going to detonate a nuclear weapon. And I also said the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. And I think I'm going to hit on all three. At the very least, the Lions are going to go to the Super Bowl. Most experts, uh, the money line picks have them now winning the NFC. Holy shit. So if they fuck it up, Okay. It's going to be cataclysmic. 
Kyle writes, Detroit does have a great record when it comes to first-round picks. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. I don't think you are because they act. They they have. They've, they've. Kyle says NFC North. Yes, NFC. That's a stretch. Well, those aren't my words. I'm just uh, plagiarizing what uh, Vegas says. Kyle says I am and am not. What? I forget what order I said, sarcastic or serious. So you're going to have to write it all out. I already forget what I said. Um, Josh says, is anyone making marks on dates and times on today's show for future? Who are these Zanes for when the Lions tank again? Please do. Please do. I don't remember what I, I don't remember what I said in the last sentence. Steve, uh, God, why do I keep doing that? Jimmy writes, would you guys be happy if Tom Brady played for the Lions? If he came out of retirement? Um, well, uh, I wouldn't just because of, I think it's a little, he's a little too old. And um, I I like the quarterback we have. Linda just hates Tom Brady for some reason. I don't know why. I love. I think he's he's fantastic. Uh, first round picks. They have some great ones, and they also have some huge busts. Charles Rogers, but he was from Michigan State, so that could have been a sign. Well, yeah, um, sure. I mean, that's 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 the game that you play. I don't think there's any team that is. Um, you you never know because some of these people you they they get drafted and they just don't work out. They lose their spark. They just want to get paid. They don't care. So that that does happen. But um, I'm really happy with what they've done since this new group of um, management, uh, Brad Holmes, and um, the coach Dan uh, Dan Campbell. What they have done. They've, they've picked up some great players that um, haven't been bust, you know, that have done very, very well. Panay Sewell, uh, Hutchinson. But the only thing that bummed me out was the loss of Jamal Williams. And, I mean, I understand. I just I just miss him because I like – I'll miss him because I liked the guy. All right. That's enough. That's enough football hot takes from your old pal, Eric Zane. Meanwhile, Gwyneth Paltrow is in court. She was, she's been sued by a doc for $3.1 million. Rich fuck doc was skiing in Utah, and he says Gwyneth Paltrow Paltrow, came flying down the hill and smashed into her and broke his brain, broke his ribs, and emotionally hurt him. 
This happened February of 2016. Deer Valley Resort, Park City, Utah. Terry Sanderson, a retired doc. That's what he said happened to him. Minding my own business. This crazy bitch comes down the hill. She smashes into me. My brain is completely fucked now. My ribs are broken. Oh, my God, and I'm so hurt. I'm suing you. So he filed the suit in 2019. His quote, I've skied for over 30 years, and I've never knocked anybody down and hurt them, Sanderson said when the lawsuit was filed. And I've never been knocked out or got hurt. That right there sounds ridiculous. That's like saying, you owe me $3.1 million because this has never happened to me before. And that doesn't make any sense. Initially, uh, actually, he initially sought $3.1 million. And I think it's been, uh, a lot of it's been thrown out. This screams to me like he realizes that a rich person was involved in this accident. And that's why he's suing her. Initially, Sanderson sought, and he's calling it a hit and run. Oh, yeah, it was a hit and run skiing accident. She smashed into me and said, fuck you, and hurt me and hurt my brain. And now my feelings are hurt and my ribs are hurt. And uh, it's all her fault. And then she just said, fuck you, and skied off. Um, initially sought $3.1 million from Gwyneth Paltrow. But third district judge Kent Holmberg dismissed some of the claims made against her uh, last May. He said, um, look, Doc, this is not a hit-and-run ski crash, as you said. He goes, yeah, it was. He says, no, no. I got several people saying that she didn't just ski away. Yeah, but she wasn't there. She left. He goes, yeah, right. But at some point, there's nothing she can do. Paltrow did not immediately leave after the crash like Sanderson had claimed, according to eyewitnesses. In fact, the ski instructor who was there said Paltrow stopped to help him until she reasonably believed that her leaving wouldn't lead to further injury of the doc. So it's like, uh, I don't know what else I can do. Uh, you know where I'm at. You know who I am. Uh, I'm leaving. Sanderson has also continued to travel since the collision, according to the order from the court which shows that his injuries weren't debilitating. <clears throat> so, yeah, he got hit. But, and, all right, your ribs are hurt. They're going to heal. It was an accident. If I'm the judge, I say you're going to need to prove that your brain is busted. Big time. Um. The judge decided that Paltrow did not negligently inflict emotional distress and that Sanderson is not entitled to punitive damages. Then 
Paltrow sued him, revealing her own side of the story that Sanderson hit her from behind. She didn't see or hear Sanderson come toward her and had been skiing carefully and slowly trying to stay behind her kids who were receiving uh, skiing instruction. You know, you ever take skiing? She's like, all right, snowplow, snowplow. I used to ski. And, um, man, side note on this story. I drove by the place where I blew out my ACL. ACL. Just uh, Saturday. Mount Holly. When I was driving away after visiting my dad, I see Mount Holly right there. I go, that's where I blew out my knee. Now, I've never gotten it repaired. I've lived my whole life without my ACL. 17 years old, going down this hill, and uh, it happened. And so I'm laying there, and I'm like, ah. So what did I do? I should have taken off the skis and immediately gone to the doctor. Instead... I got back on the chairlift and went down the hill again and blew it out again, the same knee, making sure it was completely ruptured, limped my ass home, and never went to the dock. It was swollen for about a week. Swelling went down, and then there's been about three or four times since then that if I do any type of activity that is not running in a straight line and requires me to um, go side to side, my knee will blow out. True story. I did it in college a couple of times. Once I was playing basketball, problem. Once I was playing floor hockey, problem. Um, so she was with the kids. She was minding her own business. The eight-day trial starts on Tuesday. Wait a minute. It starts today. Jurors will decide on the remaining claim against Paltrow of simple negligence for her actions about before the collision. This is stupid. This fucking asshole. Anybody who looks like this, uh, he's making this shit up. Tyler says he's coming after her vag slime candle business. Josh says this case BS. Now, if it was this bitch sold me a candle that smelled like her vag, I'm on board. The fuck is wrong with you guys today? All right. So I'll be watching that. Celebrity trials that gets, that gets people going. Alec Baldwin, uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, Gwyneth Paltrow and this dickhead doctor. All right. I'm going to quit early today because I got a voice track. I have to be AI on big 101.3 filling in for Allie Mack. So I'll be doing that. If you're looking to shoot a round of golf at one of the finest courses in the world, go to M37 Hackers in Middleville, Michigan, 269 205 
2095. Find them online. Just search M37 Hackers. Book a simulator bay. Bring your pals. Bring a cooler of beer. And off you go. 269-205-2095 for M37 Hackers. Sign up for a yearly membership and get all sorts of perks and play for dirt cheap on the simulators. 40 bucks an hour when you rent them. That's 20 bucks an hour less than X-Golf. M37 Hackers, 269-205-2095. And thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage, this is who you call. No matter where you are in the U.S., this is who I want you to call. I mean, just pick his brain. Reach out. Eric Zane sent me. How can you help me? Please. Refi, first mortgage, 10th mortgage. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. All right. Your asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Has to be. The wife murdering dentist is your asshole of the day. Congratulations. What a fucking maniac. What is wrong with people? All right. That is my time. I appreciate you all very, very much. Cole says, good show today. To hell with planning. Asshole of the day. Planned shows. What? Till next time, I'll talk to you on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. We got smarter than a former drug dealer trivia at 10.30 Eastern time. Blue State Rob taking our deal. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.